What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. So it's our first week of June. How we feeling, guys? How are we feeling? I already talked about how I feel about summer, <laughs> but how are we feeling about, are we at the half point of the year already? My goodness, time flies. 2022 is supposed to be a much better year for all of us because 2021 was like 2020 part two. And I hope that the year has gotten better for a lot of us. And I know there is a bunch of shift changes that have been happening or maybe have been happening in your life, definitely happening in mine. But I hope that we can all still find the good, the blessings, and as always, remind us a miracle inside a miracle as Pastor Mike Jr. from the Rock City Church in Birmingham, Alabama always reminds us. Now, this episode, I wanted to do something kind of different, a little special. I wanted to share a letter that I wrote to God a year ago today. Well, this Wednesday, it would be a year to the day that I wrote God this letter. Now, as I've shared before on this podcast, I went through a really dark and depressive episode. And I'm usually a person who suffers with anxiety. I'm used to that. I know that beast. I kind of know how that beast affects me. I do know that anxiety, depression, any kind of mental illness does not look the same on any and everybody. We can have similar traits, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to show up the same way for everyone. And I get that. And I know that there are levels to it just because the level of anxiety I have is nothing in comparison to what another person has. So I want to try to make sure that we remember not to minimize anybody's uh, with their depression, with their anxiety or with their panic attacks or anything of that form looks like to them and what it feels like to them because it does show up in different ways for everyone. But as you guys know, I've discussed that I had a really bad depressive episode and depression was a different beast for me. Had I seen other people go through it? Yes. But I was always on the support end. I didn't really know what it would feel like. Had I been sad before? Sure. And I had like, they described it as like the blues. Yeah, sure. Baby blues or whatever. But the full blown depressive episode that I was in was it was crazy it was something new and I really have no words because it's really indescribable unless you go through it I don't have the proper words to put exactly what my body felt what my brain felt what my spirit and soul felt but I want to share and be just a tad bit vulnerable with you guys. (laughs) And you already know how I feel about vulnerability because it can so easily be weaponized. But I do want to be vulnerable because I do think it can help somebody feel, you know, not alone and seen and heard. And it's just a letter about what I was, where I was and how I was feeling about a year ago this Wednesday. And So let me just give you a little background before I jump into playing the letter. I had already graduated. Um, My life did not look anything like I thought it was, but I was not alone. I literally, 
the world was shut down in 2020. So of course, nobody's life looked the same. Um, in 2021, we were all still just trying to figure it out. When is the world going to open back up? Is it opening back up? Is this for real? Blah, blah, blah. You know, stuff like that. So of course, I was mad at God for bringing me back into my childhood home for so many reasons. Um, so I was already really pissy about that. I had an attitude with God about that. And I didn't understand because for me, I was like, God, you, you let me escape the house. You put me in a place where I didn't have to see certain things, experience certain things or whatever. Um, even though you could still feel, be apart and feel things from a distance, uh, it's still different being up close and personal with it again, especially after you, you've kind of dealt with it at a more acute angle from a distance. And it's not to say it doesn't still affect you. It did still affect me about the stuff that was happening in the house when I was still in college. It affected me a great deal. Um, but it was just to be literally physically in it again was again, a whole different beast, which I know contributed to my depressive episode. I also just felt behind and lost because my plans were aligning so differently before the pandemic happened. I had, (laughs) I planned to be in another city. I planned to be doing a completely different job. I planned to so many things like, and I was literally mapping it out. My internship was going to give me the opportunity to do some other things. And I, I just knew my life was going to look different. So when it was like, crash and burn, let's put a halt to it. And not only are you not going to do those plans, but your life is going to look drastically different from the way you planned it. I was pissed at God about that too. <laughs> I was, I was really pissed at him because I was like, hold up. Like I've been on this track. I've been doing this. I've literally, literally been preparing for this next chapter. And here you are, God throwing a wrench in my plans and being like, yeah, no, that's cute. Like you think you're about to do that. That's cute. But let me show you. Let me really show you how I want you to do and live your life and serve because what you think is not what it's going to be. And boy, was that the truest statement God ever told me. And it was more than just the whole job thing. You're going to hear me talk about me having this job opportunity and everything. And I'm going to play the letter so it explained explain everything. But I do want to give context to it was more than the job. It was a combination of so many things that had me feeling in a really sad and dark place. And I was really good at hiding it. I learned that if I am depressed, I'm a high functioning depressant. I can go about my day. I can go about the daily routine. And I can still be feeling really, really sad on the inside. And after I get through my day and I get through my daily routine at night, I'm probably going to go to sleep or I'm just going to sit in a dark room because um, I'm just, my life is slowed down enough for me to like feel the sadness, but I can, I can function at a high pace with depression. And I think that's a really, really scary thing. And I know I'm not the only one who can do that, which makes it even harder. Like if you can't see somebody going through something and they don't want to talk about it. It's almost like, how do you help the person or people feel bad? Like I didn't see the signs. You really may not have seen the signs. So don't 
if you were a person who knew somebody who was going through a depressive episode or you found out later, don't put that weight on you. Don't hold it like, maybe I'm a bad friend. Maybe I'm a bad family member. Maybe I'm a bad partner. You're not. Some people are just better than others at hiding it. And some people can really feel sad and still function in day-to-day life. And it's not to say that they're better than the people who can't um, because sadness is sadness. I It's actually scarier for the people who can function and still feel that sad because where is the red flag for other people, um, especially if they're not talking about it? How are you supposed to know? And that's why so many people end up killing themselves. And then families and friends come out and say, I never saw a sign. They were always smiling. They were always happy. They were always volunteering. They were always doing this. They were always doing that. And I think that is the danger of high functioning depressants and you can function with your anxiety. I mean, any kind of mental illness. If I don't think it should debilitate us. I don't want that for us. And if it does debilitate you, please, I'm not trying to judge you at all. I Listen, going through whatever you're going through is hard. What one person can handle, the next person can't. And sometimes you may be able to handle a certain situation, but it's just a consistent pile up of things. And everybody has a breaking point. You're human. I would be a little more looking a little sideways if you didn't have a breaking point. And your breaking point doesn't mean a full-blown depressive episode or panic attack and all of this. It's just that sometimes I understand if people snap a little. Sometimes I understand if people get a little sad. If you were happy 24-7 all the time, I'd be like, you're either lying or just something is off. (laughs) Something is off. So it's okay to have those moments. I never want you guys to feel like it's not okay to have those moments. Please have them. Release your emotions. And for so many people from the older generation, you never had a place to release your emotions. You never had a place to be yourself and feel the way you truly feel. So if you're parenting and you're doing differently, shout out to y'all for giving your kids what you didn't have. And if you're learning how to do it as an adult because you weren't allowed to do it as a child, please give yourself some grace and some room to learn how to feel because this was shut off from you at a young age about how to process your emotions and how to deal with your feelings. Give yourself a little more extra grace and love and tap into that inner child that we've all talked about before. And I wrote God this personal letter about where I was, and I just want to share it to see if it helps. And trigger warning, I talk about wanting to die in it. I'll talk about the letter after. I just want to give some context before you listen to it. And this letter is not to dwell in sadness. And it's not that I'm sad right now. I actually feel really good. And I'm very, very grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I feel really, really good. I'm not sad. And thankfully, I can say the people around me, they don't seem sad. But again, I'm going to check in because as I record this, it's literally making me think how so many people thought I was fine and I wasn't. So I'm going to make sure I check in with my people and um, let's try to share a smile. Be, do a kind thing. It doesn't always have to be with money. Maybe give somebody a hug. Maybe give them a call. Maybe shoot them a text. Maybe literally smile at a stranger. It can make their day. It can make their day. And we never know what each other are going through. So again, it's not to highlight like, oh, I'm sad and I want to relive the sadness or anything. I want to show how different life can be. And with God, it can be different in a second, in an hour, in a minute. Like his time is not our time. His ability is not our ability. 
Um, he can restore time and things in an instant. But I also want to show that for people who are sad or they go through these episodes, joy will come. Joy will come and what a difference a year can make. So hopefully this letter can just help someone feel seen, heard, and just be a reminder to not give up. Okay, guys. Hi. I don't know where to begin. This kind of feels like an intro to a podcast or something, which I feel that I'm going to do in the future. So I'm kind of excited to test this out. This is my first iPhone voice memo recording. How cool, right? So I've been going through this whole process of searching for jobs and getting accepted into a major marketing one and I I didn't trust it I didn't like it I didn't have a good feeling of it and when I declined the offer I felt like I made the right choice now I also applied to some other things and that company wanted me to literally set up a zoom meeting to just talk about opportunities the same opportunities that I can look up for myself or that could have been sent in an email and I keep hearing all these sermons when I turned down or before I turned down the marketing job which had a certain amount of pay and would have had long hours and six days a week but would have provided me with the opportunity to move out and start my big girl job and all that kind of stuff blah 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 I kept hearing in my head Pastor Mike say I had the opportunity at 22, broke, eating Mexicans, to go to New York and produce music, which is something that I wanted to do. And God told me if I go, he take his hands off of me. And I look at Pastor Mike making that sacrifice now and look at where he's, look at where he's, well, making that sacrifice then and look at where he's at now. And I feel like I'm making a current sacrifice and it's scary as shit It scares the shit out of me, guys, and it scares me because I do desire to move out of this house. I do desire to have my own place again. I do desire to have my own freedom and independence, and um, it's like opportunities are being thrown at me, but it's all about picking the right opportunity. There was something one of my pastors told me. I don't remember if it was Pastor Mike or if it was Pastor Darius Daniels. And one of them said, you're a child of God. You're always going to have opportunities, you know? And I remember that God owns it all. I'm And I'm marked. I'm anointed. I'm always going to have opportunities. But that doesn't mean say yes to everything. There is power in no. And so basically today... I wrote this letter because I've been documenting this journey because a voice told me a while ago to start documenting this journey and this is the first time I'm doing a recording so this is kind of cool and um, I'm kind of interested to hear my my progress and how I go. I want to read a letter that I wrote to God today and um, kind of keep this with me so I can see the progression and Hopefully one day this will all make sense. It'll all come together. And um, even if I don't understand it 100%, hopefully I understand it enough to be able to help somebody who is feeling the same thing that I feel and I can help them through this time. 
So here's my letter. It says, To God from your lost child. Dear God, Hi, it's your daughter again. I have had all these chances to say yes to a job. I keep saying no. They don't feel right. And I think that people are looking at me crazy, which has me questioning, am I doing something wrong? I never want to seem ungrateful because I am beyond grateful. The job doesn't have to feel perfect, but it does need to feel right. Lord, help me know the feeling. Am I missing my own blessing? Am I stupid for not saying yes? God, we both know how bad I desire to get out of this house and to be happy in my own space again. Last year, I wanted to die, and you wouldn't let me. The more I wanted to die, the longer my life felt. My depression ran deep, and some days, it still tries to creep. But your love for me saved me. I'm not sure why I'm still here, and I still don't feel like I know my next move. I hate the feeling of just picking something to pick. Pick out of desperation as if you don't own it all. As if I'm not called for more. Sometimes I say I want to die, but do I really? I know the reasoning behind wanting to die. It's to end the suffering. I feel like I can't make it some days, and I question myself. But that's the trick of the enemy. But I don't want to question who I am. And I don't want to do just to say that I did. I'm lost and at a standstill. I need a father right now. I need you, Abba. Guide me. Lead me. I desperately need to hear you. I crave your presence. I crave your guidance, God. I hope you read my letter. Please help me pick the right job. Amen. And that's my letter, guys. And that's kind of where I am and how I feel right now. And I just think it's important for me to document and I would have done a video but my videos never let me go this long no matter what I'm doing it on so yeah this shall be interesting another another way to document the journey and hopefully I can use this to help somebody and even help myself in other seasons where I question myself or where I am and my purpose and all that and so I am thankful God and I do trust you and um, I'm curious to see how it all comes together Thanks guys for listening. This is this kind of feels like I'm talking to a podcast even though I'm just talking to myself. And um yeah, see you next time whenever I decide to do another voice memo. Bye. All right guys, so now that we have heard the letter, I just want to talk about it a little bit and kind of express where I am in my mental health journey and where I am in my life in general now and hopefully to remind you guys to not give up. So clearly you can see I was in a place of like going back and forth and everything, but I just have to say, guys, I'm still here. And I want to give you guys some words of encouragement to please, what's one of my favorite one, guys, you already know what I'm about to say, keep going, keep going. And it's easier said than done. And the reason I always say behind certain things, easier said than done, because there are a lot of times we as human beings will say, just keep going, just shake it off. Just get over them. It's no big deal. I mean, you see what you see, but of course you see what you see, but people are human and emotions are strong and the flesh is strong. Like it's 
hard to just do the things sometimes that you know you should and need to do. So I try to give that as a reminder and to not make it seem like they're just empty words. Just keep going, guys. Like, no big deal. Like, sometimes it's hard to keep going, especially with life and everything that's happening. It's hard to keep going. But that's what I really want to stress to you guys. Try your best to keep going because tomorrow can be better. Take it one day at a time, even if tomorrow doesn't feel better. You know, there are small little changes that are happening. And each day you wake up, each day you keep moving forward, it gets easier and easier. And so if you're feeling sad, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling anything, you're just feeling maybe the baby blues, you're not in a full depressive episode, but you're a little sad, you're a little down. I want to encourage you, please keep going. Please don't give up on yourself. Please don't make this the end. God already has a day when he's going to call you home to return him. He already has that day. Don't speed it up. Don't do his job for him. Enjoy life. Try to manage it the best way you can. And I get it. We don't all have the proper tools on how to manage life. And sometimes we need interchangeable tools. The tools that worked in one season may not work for you in the next. Always be willing to adjust because life is always consistently changing. There is no one size fit all solution for all of us. And there is no one size fits all solution for every situation. It takes different things. Sometimes it takes a combination of things. But please do not give up on yourself. Please do not cheat the world of your beautiful face, of your beautiful smile, of your voice, of your laughter. One of the best qualities about human beings, whether it sounds funny to you or not, is laughter. Just to hear people be happy. That's what's so beautiful about kids when you hear them running around and playing. They're doing the most basic, simple task in the world. They're using their imagination, which is, I probably need to do a whole podcast episode on the importance of imagination, no matter the age. But they're using their imagination. They're living their best lives and they're just laughing. They're laughing. And then you get a little older and you realize, wow, I don't, adults don't really laugh as much as they used to when they were children. Adults don't really smile as much as they used to when they were children. And I feel like it's because the world and life starts to get to them. So if you find yourself being a little extra sad, find something that makes you laugh, find something that brings you joy, whether it's in any kind of form, big or small. Start small if you can. And remember that gratitude journal we were talking about, guys? It'll help you kind of find things that make you feel good. It'll remind you of the things that you have that you're grateful for. Or it'll remind you of where you were and how far God has brought you and where you are now. So try to smile, guys. Don't cheat the world. Don't cheat yourself on a life that you have some bad moments. They're inevitable for all of us. It rains on the just and unjust. But please, please don't teach yourself on the beautiful parts of life that life has to offer. And I literally have chills, chills after listening to that. Because I just want to remind you guys that had I not been here, this podcast, Blank Canvas, my baby, (laughs) my creative baby, would have never seen the light of day and the memories that I've made, not just with the podcast, but in these last two years alone, I wouldn't have them. And I want to make a clarification because I know there are people out there and you kind of have this 
I remember how last week we talked about black and white thinking. You think that all people who are sad automatically want to kill themselves or all people who want to die automatically want to pop a pill, slit their wrist, uh, drown themselves, like whatever you want to, you think that they automatically want to take their own life. And that's not always the case. Like it looks different for everybody. I did not want to kill myself. I can promise you guys, <laughs> sorry, I'm a dark humor. I can promise you guys, I was not going to put in any effort to kill myself. I was not going to put in any effort to kill myself. I was sad. I was really sad, but I wasn't, I wasn't in that kind of state of mind where I was like, I'm going to map it out or just, I'm going to just say fuck it all today and I'm going to do it. I wasn't like that at all. I wasn't causing any self-harm to myself, nor was I going to actually put any, any effort to do it. I had just got to a point that if God had called me home sooner, I would have cared. I just wouldn't have cared. Like, I didn't care if he sped up my death day. Because at that point, I was just like, okay, well, I'd rather be with you than to be here on this earth. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm more than excited to go to heaven. I don't have to be in no sad episode to be like, I'm excited to be reunited with God. I know for a fact, this is a fallen world. I know for a fact, this world sucks. I know for a fact, this is not the kind of world that God wanted us to have. But they have to go and bite that fruit. And we, as humans now, have to continuously make the same mistakes, you know? in different forms because just like they ain't listen we won't be listening either so i mean we keep stuff going just like they did when they bit the fruit but this is not the world that god intended we weren't supposed to have to struggle we weren't supposed to have labor pains we weren't supposed to have so much um discourse and just discontentment like we're supposed to be at peace in a garden and with God and in his presence and everything and who really knows what the world really would have looked like from his true original vision if it had never been messed up in the first place. So I'm more than excited that when it's my actual time to be reunited with God and go to heaven, absolutely. But in that moment, I didn't care if he sped up the date. That's the difference. Was I gonna actually put in an attempt to kill myself? Absolutely not. But if he sped it up, I wasn't at a point where I was like, no, but I even though I don't know if I want to have kids, I haven't had kids. I haven't been married. I haven't put everything that you've called me to put in me and called me to do, God. I haven't done that yet. I I didn't even care if the visions that God had given me to put in this earth even saw the light of day. That's what I mean about I didn't care if I died. Not that I actually was going to put in some effort to kill myself. Sorry, guys. I didn't care that much to do. <laughs> I did not. And I know you guys are like, why is she laughing about something so serious? I have dark humor. Sorry. I have real deal dark humor. And the people that know me, they know that. And I just didn't feel like I had things to look forward to. I was a shell of myself. So I just want you to remember that everybody who says they're depressed doesn't mean they're going to automatically automatically kill themselves. And everybody who says they're depressed doesn't mean that they don't necessarily care about their life. They're just sad. There's levels to sadness, guys. They are sad. They are sad. And it could be a moment. 
And I pray for everybody that it's just a moment and a moment may last longer than other people's moments. But the point is, is that it does end. There is joy on the other side. But I'm in a much better place now, guys. I literally don't even recognize that girl. And I hope that she's gone for good. Literally. Will I get sad again? Uh, Like I'm human. It's inevitable. And then if you talk to a man, I'm a female at that. So of course I'm going to get sad again. Of course. But Sad Girl City, y'all know I hate being in Sad Girl City, okay? I'm not a sad girl. (laughs) I hate being in Sad Girl City, and there are levels to sadness, and there are levels to being in Sad Girl City. You have a day? Cool. It's a little bit longer than a day. Because even a whole day, like, I don't even want to give it a whole day. But sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. If you can shake it off, shake it off. All right. And again, not to use empty words, but if you can try your best to pull yourself out of the funk as much as possible, because you never know the day or the hour when God is going to call you home. And the last emotions you want to feel is sadness before leaving this earth. I think not. At least that's just not with me. Okay. I just want to emphasize that not only am I in a much better place, but I love God. I love myself. And I am still happy to be here and share my gifts and thoughts and have the podcast and everything with not just my people, but the world. And can you guys imagine the epic greatness that would have been gone too soon? And that's not just with me. That's for you guys too. Do not cheat the world. Do not cheat us of your epic greatness. All of us are masterpieces and all of us have epic greatness in us. Whether we appreciate each other's epic greatness or not is a whole different story, but it's in us. And don't cheat the people who will appreciate it. Don't cheat the people who will take something from it. You are awesome. You are great. You are beautiful. Man or woman, it does not matter. If you're doing your best, I freaking applaud you. Please keep going. Please share that epicness, greatness, that awesomeness with other people that is inside of you. Please, please, we need it. And the moments and the laughs that I've experienced with my family and friends this year alone are priceless and they were so needed. I have made moments and I have experienced moments and memories that I couldn't have even imagined that I would get to experience. And didn't even care about thinking about when I was in that dark place. So to have them and experience them are just like, whoa, amazing. There is this husky that has come into my life. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Just saying husky literally makes my heart beat. Like heart be still at the moment, please. Because there's this husky that has entered my heart and he will be here forever. And I can't imagine not being here to love him. And I just have to point this out. I'm not an animal girl at all. I don't mind animals. Stay over there. I stay over here. I'm not an animal girl. But he has stolen my heart. And I've never cared about dogs. But this one is top of the line. And no one can convince me otherwise I love that husky. I love that husky. That is my booty. And oh my God, I'm going to love him for his whole entire life. 
<laughs> his whole entire life. And just remember, guys, that life is short, but filled with so many moments, good and bad. Just keep going and surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with the right people. That's important in your healing journey. Surround yourself with the right people. Stay in the presence of God, even if you're mad at him. Because I was big mad at him. I was big mad at God. Even in my saddest moments, I was big mad at God. But I stayed in his presence. And I know that's for a fact. That's how I came out of it. And it's okay. He can take it. I'm brutally honest with God in every situation. God, you piss me off. I don't really agree with these plans. God, I feel like you set me up. God, I feel like I'm being held hostage in this. Like, what's going on? God, why do you want me to be nice to somebody who goes out of their way to be evil and vindictive to me? Like, what is this? I'm brutally honest. And he knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows what we're feeling anyway. So there's no point in lying to him. (laughs) If you're going to be honest with anybody, it might as well be God. And he can take it. And he's not leaving you ever. And that's the beautiful thing about it. So remember, guys, if you're going through a rough time, this too shall pass. And I can't wait for you to experience the blissfulness on the other side. Joy does come, guys. Joy does come. And that's all the time that we have this week on Blank Canvas. This is a little different, but I think I'm going to like it. And if I like it, I may be vulnerable enough to share another voice memo that I have only share with myself and God. And I hope that this helps people feel seen and heard. I hope that this helps put some words to maybe the feelings that people can't describe. And I hope that this reminds people that you're not alone. So many of us are going through it or have gone through it and joy comes. Take it from me, guys. Joy does come. Now, if I was talking to this girl in Sad Girl City about a year ago, I would have laughed if I even had the energy to laugh. I would have laughed so hard in your face. Like, you sound stupid and crazy, right? But look at me now. But look at me now. God is good. And all the time. (laughs) Anyways, guys, that's all the time we have this week on Blank Canvas. Thanks always for your continuous support. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Make sure you subscribe, and I can't wait to see what we talk about next week, guys. I hope this helped. I hope this helped. Let me guys, let me know, guys, if this helps. Send me in some voice memos. I would love to know. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for this week. Bye. Blank curves, blank curves, blank curves